Welcome to Patients in Their Own Words, a patient-centricity podcast by ZS. I'm Fiona Taylor, Principal and Lead of ZS's Qualitative Expertise Center and Patient Insight Practice. As we continue our own path at ZS to move beyond patient-centricity and become more patient-led, we cherish each opportunity to hear a patient's story. In 2022, we created a patient community at ZS called the Patients as People Collab. It's about patient engagement, co-creation, and most importantly, listening to each patient's voice. We called it the Patients as People Collab because while to the healthcare system, each of us might just be a patient with MS or multiple myeloma or a rare kidney disease, that is only part of our identity. And in designing solutions with patients and for patients, we need to ensure we take that more holistic view. Join me in listening to the stories shared by members of our patient collab. My name is Marcia Jackson. I am 55 years old. I have multiple sclerosis. I started to have symptoms, I believe, in 2003. Actually, I was having what I thought was brain farts. It's just kind of weird to me, but my son was only three years old, so I really didn't want to look into it. My family has a, a history of MS, and at the time I was working as a CNA taking care of MS patients, so I was like, nah, this is not something I want to dive into. But in 2013, I went numb on my whole right side, so I had to look into it, and I still didn't look into it right away. I waited a little bit. Um... Then I went to the hospital, and after some testing, some MRI, CAT scans, I was diagnosed with MS. It was like a blow, but um, once they told me, I thought, okay, I can do this. I can live with this. I wasn't treated right away. Um, I wasn't treated until I had my first relapse, and then I was placed on Capaxone. Um, I took that for maybe a year. And my body rejected that. And I was going to just uh, like a general neurologist at the local hospital who I felt like didn't know pretty. He didn't know about MS per se, although he was a neurologist and I was right. So me being me, I said, hey, Siri, who's the best neurologist in Indianapolis? And she was like, Dr. David Matson, And I picked him. I didn't get him right away, um, but when I did, it was like, oh, you know, the the angels are singing. He's a wonderful doctor. Um, he put me on um, Tecpidera, which is what I take now. Um, he started me with physical therapy because I have some dragging to my left leg. So I they gave me a uh, something to lift my foot up. I didn't realize that my foot had dropped, but that's actually what happened. So he gave me a brace to wear. Um, it wasn't the cutest thing, but it was practical. And I was able to walk without doing a bunch of tripping. Um, and then after that, I got my first walking cane. I I was okay with the walking cane. I, 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 think I'm a, I like to think I'm a pretty practical person. I need to not fall. I need to not hurt myself. So whatever he says is what I do. Now, as for my family, they're they're a little nervous. They all are. When I was first diagnosed, I wasn't married. 
I got married afterwards and now I'm going through a divorce. So he got a little scared about MS and didn't want to deal with it, which is fine by me. Um, because some of the changes that I'm going through now, I prefer to go through with just my family. The people who I know love me are going to stand by me. When I started with my first doctor, I didn't feel like he heard me nor listened to me. I felt like he was just throwing medicine at me, hoping that it was going to help me with whatever was ailing me. Um, and I, I just felt so lost. Yeah. You know, like my friend told me when she was first diagnosed, you feel kind of lost because you, you see, I'm educated. I can see that you're not on the MS cycle or say something like that. Um, you're not, your focus is not MS is what I would say. You're a neurologist, but your focus is not multiple sclerosis. And I need your focus to be multiple sclerosis. So after I decided it was time for me to look for a neurologist who focused on the MS, the doctor told me, maybe you should find a new neurologist. And I was like, maybe you're right. The fact that he tried to put me on, um, uh, antidepressant and I was already on something said a lot to me, you know, like he just throwing pain pills. I, the first few years of MS, I didn't experience pain. I experienced just kind of being off kilter, if you will. You know, it wasn't so much as pain, but he was giving me Vicodin. So all I was doing was sleeping and I'm like, this is not working for me. So then I had to tell him, I don't want anything for pain. I don't throw pain pills at me. And I'm still that way. You see, at this point in my life, I have decided they're not going to be able to take all of my pain away because I do have pain now. They're not going to be able to take it all away. I just want it to be bearable. So, but the doctor I have now, thank the Lord, he listens to me. He, he listens to me and I listen to him. I decided a couple of days ago, maybe I should go up to assisted living. So I am going to assisted living. I need minimal help. I may not be there forever, but I'm signing a one year's lease. I mean, because with along with my, I'm in physical therapy now, along with my physical therapy, you know, they have um, just some classes I can take for exercising and, and things of that nature. So I'm looking to get better. I, I do believe I'm going to get better. I can lift my left leg now, and I couldn't do that for two years. So things are looking up. I have a degree. I would like to use it again. I was a substitute teacher for quite some time. I would love to go back to that. I have a wonderful neurologist. And... um. He's very helpful. He's, you know, he notices things that I don't notice. And I went through a period earlier this year where I had a lapse in my insurance coverage. And when I went to see him, I'm walking with my cane and it's slipping out from underneath me because the rubber is gone. Next thing I know, I have a new cane. I have a new rollator. I have a new shower bench. Everything that I needed. He took care of it with one phone call. So he has been a godsend to me because I didn't know that the MS Society does that for people. 
So the healthcare center, since I've been with Dr. Masson, it's been great. I interact more with the MS Society. Um, I go on their website and I do kind of the same thing I'm doing here. I meet new people and they get to see my story and I get to see theirs. I have a really good friend now, Kim, who has MS. And, you know, we swap stories and, you know, she's somebody I can spend time with, but it's not saying, can you come on? You're moving too slow, you know, because we're kind of slow together. I'm on my cane. She's on her cane. So the MS Society has done a lot for me because I do have a friend now who understands what I'm going through. I have a twin and then I have an older sister. I appreciate uh, how they did research because I, I didn't want to hear. I don't want to hear anything about MS. I'm the one who had I don't want to read about it. So I, I can appreciate that they did research. I can appreciate that some doctors cared about how I fail. I can appreciate the fact that I can go on Facebook and find groups to these people to talk about this. These people understood my plight and what I was going through. And I can understand, you know, some of the things they were going to through. So, and I can appreciate life, living, even though I'm not always comfortable, but I'm not always uncomfortable either. I'm not always in pain. I have pain medicine, but I don't take it every day. I'm a realist. It's not going to all go away. It, it can be managed, but I don't want to sleep my life away. I, I have things to do. I can't sleep. I have two beautiful granddaughters. For anyone starting on this journey, I would say, relax. Um, listen to your doctors. You might have to change some of the things you do. You might have to change some of your some of the things you eat. I had to quit smoking. Um, I changed my diet a little bit. There's some things you're gonna have to change, but in life, that's called growth. You you have to do that in life. You'll change some things. But relax. Relax and listen to your doctors. And there's a lot of nice groups on Facebook you can get into and chat with others and see what they're using, what their remedies are and what medicines they're taking. And then another thing, Google, Google, anything you want to know that you're not understanding that you can't get from any of these groups, read, 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 get a book, get online. The MS Society is a great place to start. And as I said, Facebook has a lot of MS groups. I know it's scary. It definitely is scary because I remember, like I said, when I was in college, I was a CNA and I took care of a lady that had MS. And I'm like, oh, my God, am I going to be like her? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. She dealt with MS her way and I'm dealing with my way. I'm dealing with it being optimistic. I pray a lot and I take good care of myself. I recently gained a little weight, but that's another story. For pharmaceutical companies, I would say, lower the cost of the medicine. My um, medicine, the copay is outrageous. I could never afford it. Thanks, thanks to God that my insurance company found another group to 
pay my co-pays because they are astronomical. When I would re, you know, when I would have a relapse and I would go to a um, uh, oh, a rehab center, they always wanted me to bring my my medicine with me. Nobody wants to pay for that medicine. Every time I go, I was just at. I'm here in Indianapolis, so I was at community hospital for my physical therapy. I had to take it there too. They weren't willing to pay for the medicine. So I say to pharmaceutical companies, can you lower it um, a whole lot? Make it, a re- make it reasonable. I still have hopes. I still have dreams. I dream of uh, being with my granddaughters. I dream of taking my daughters, my granddaughters to Disney World. I dream of gardening. I have also, I've dreamed of this cart that I'm going to build so I can roll around in my garden, you know, so I'm not hindered. I dream of and think about, I'm going to get married again. I, be, I still believe in love. I, this is not the end for me. This is close to the beginning for me. It's not over. I have MS. MS doesn't have me. You can find our book, Reinventing Patient Centricity, at Amazon.com. You can find us at ZS.com. The opinions expressed by the patients in this podcast are their own. Until next time, our executive producers are Samantha Keys and Georgiana Moreland.